and we are live. Well, not really. This is an exclusive Patreon program. Those of you uh, <laughs> listening out there to the podcast version of this program, keep in mind this will be cut off at some point. You might have to sign up, give or take. And uh, to listen to this episode in its entirety, please go to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Now let's get back to business here. And uh, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for stopping on in. We've got yet another hard-hitting, hard-pounding episode Coming through your speakers like a poltergeist, my name is Michael Deacon, and of course, <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet all of you yet again, and here we are, like a big, happy, dysfunctional family, and Mike, of course, is here. He has drawn assignment. Mike is a author and former musician, now retired, right, Mike? Yes, many, many years now. Many moons, and he's been around the world and has entertained countless audiences. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks for stopping on in. Well, thanks. I was just passing by. I thought I'd step on the air with you, you know. Yeah, you were just going on a jog and you found the program. Yeah, yeah I was going out doing my nightly stalking. Yeah, Richard Ramirez style. You saw me through, me. Yeah, you saw me through the window. I did. I said, hey, what are you doing in there? You, yeah, you're going, you, you, poop, you pooping? Yeah, you were uh, looking through the window. You, you Harvey Weinstein me. Hey, what are you doing? You want to do a show? That's right. <laughs> So, Mike, a, long, a lot has been going on, and this is the first oh. time we've done a show together in a while here, and that's a direct result of our friends over on YouTube. Yes, curse them. Yes, we were hit yet again, folks, by the same people, and Marshall Masters yet again oh. went, went, <laughs> yeah, went on venting frustration, Mike, essentially going thermonuclear. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Dropping F-bombs and C-bombs and every other bomb you can imagine. Who, you or him? Him. No way. He was really? saying. I didn't expect that from him. He was saying faggot. He was saying COVID. Get the COVID. hell out of here. I'm telling you, he, <laughs> he, went, he went crazy. You're kidding. You know, I, ha I had every intention to ask you, how did the show go? Because I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Yeah. And uh, then you tell me before I even got a chance to ask you, you're like, yeah, we got knocked off. Uh, you know, we're in suspension. Well, I'm like, for what? Yeah. And then Michael tells me uh, uh, Masters talked about COVID and his opinion. And that bumped uh, that put the Deacon program in uh, time out uh, in time out. So, geez, man, he, what the hell? Yeah, it's dropping off bombs, C bombs. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And everything, like the man went wild. And, uh, <laughs> Well, what's funny is we had talked beforehand, Mike, and I tried to reason with him. I told him, <laughs> I told him he would uh, talk about, I said, you could talk about whatever you'd wanted, but when it came down to COVID and the vaccine, I said, listen, just use a few, just use a few uh, code words, you know, and we could dance around right. this issue. Well, oh, I don't, screw that. <laughs> I don't think he could uh, help himself in that uh, moment of frustration, Mike. Really? I wish he didn't have to do that. I wish and he, you know, you're right. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's it's like why yeah. do people have to be like why do they have to tiptoe and walk on eggshells when it comes to this goddamn virus thing? People are allowed to have their opinion. I agree one hundred percent. I uh, don't think he could have helped himself in that moment of heat there, Mike. I wish you know he didn't have to do that, and I wish YouTube didn't have to do that and take such offense. But you know they they take their marching orders from corporations and the mm. who. You know, the right. World Health Organization and other interest groups, uh, think tanks, focus groups, and, you know, they essentially ruined everything, Mike. Jeez, what a, what a pity. Yes, these um, focus groups, Mike, the same people that basically give the green flag how to run any program they want, really, on that magical screen in your living room. 
it is not cruel not cruel it is not cool what's happening i don't i don't like any of this i think it's wrong i think it's wrong as well I understand Marshall, and I don't hold it against him, by the way. He's just passionate no. about his views. and I was going to say the he's same mad thing, as hell. yeah. Yeah, I'm not he mad has, at him. He has every right to voice his opinion, no matter what it may be. I mean, that's what we're all about here, freedom of speech. You know, you yeah. speak your mind, this is America, but to have it literally shut down on you is just makes no sense, man. Yeah, I totally understand. He means well. He means well, and this world is quickly changing each and every day, Mike, for better or for worse, America is going through some serious changes. I would say America is entering stage three. Uh, Mike, I'm referring to the same stage Freddie Mercury did when he was slowly dying of AIDS. <laughs> that is, that's horrible. That was a good, that was a smooth uh, reporter-like <laughs> take though, right? That was good. <laughs> good segue. <laughs> that was pretty good. I would say that was very like a uh, hard edition, right? <laughs> Yeah, that was hardcore, was, uh, man. I, I, guess, I understand style. what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. This guy probably wouldn't have put it that way. But yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> History is repeating itself, Mike. And I've been repeating that line all week. We are seeing yet another conflict from very familiar enemy in Jordan, by the way, Mike. What is going on in Jordan? Well, three U.S. troops are killed, by the way, just recently and 25 injured. When? In when? a drone strike just uh, just today, I believe, or yesterday, rather. Oh, no shit. I didn't read about this. I oh, didn't yeah. know. By Iran-backed militia in Jordan. Yeah, of course. You know the funny thing, Michael, about, yeah. about that's going on with all this this association with Iran? Uh, what would you call it? Uh, uh, letting their little, their useful idiots do their, their work, their dirty work for them. It's just that it's it's almost as if it's almost as if we're waiting for them to make the actual move themselves. And if I'm correct, so far all the moves have been by other countries and their little their little web of uh, uh, would that even be the right word their connections to all these other terrorist groups because that's what's happening. You know, everybody's else fighting and shooting at Americans and Israel and. It's Iran that's backing them. Correct. History is repeating itself, Mike. And Jordan is a familiar foe. And we've been uh, doing business with them for quite a long time. Uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, shady business with a lot of these people. And of course, Iran. We've made uh, some shady deals with them a number of years ago as well. And it's all sort of caught up right. with us in real time. Yeah, well, I, you, you've basically got President Corpse making, uh, making not deals, but supporting both Israel and Iran. Right. He's basically giving money to Iran and giving money and weapons to Israel. So he's, they're they're backing both sides, just yeah. like they did in ISIS with ISIS. That's right. It is. It, it, well, I mean, it isn't crazy. I was going to say, isn't that wild that our government does that? We love to play both sides, by the way, here in America. I don't understand it. I really don't. It it it, is, it gets crazier though because you know they say Osama bin Laden was responsible for 9/11, but that's not exactly entirely true. He was one of our, uh, I, I guess, one of our insiders out there to the east, obviously, at one time. But he worked for the, the, the feds here. And his family and the Bush family go quite deep, Mike. And our government had countless opportunities to assassinate the man. And, oh, we, yeah. and we never did. Nope. That's right. There's a, there's a, a love-hate relationship that goes on between the Arabic countries with their oil and the American uh, government. Right. Um, and let's face it, there and and I don't have all the actual numbers, but there is a good portion of politicians, be they in Washington or anywhere in the in the country, that are invested in oil. Um, unless, of course, you're on the left, which is you know oil is bad. You know we have to go; everything has to go electric, so that when the EMP comes, everybody's car dies and electrics die. But yeah, so you've got. You've got America playing both sides of the fence, so to speak, on both teams, and uh, I can never figure it out. But I think the connection is is oil. I really do. And and there have been a lot of politicians. It's not in fact, it's not just Arabs with oil. It's the stock market and and things of that nature, where a lot of politicians they get the inside word, invest heavily in it, make a lot of money, and that's illegal. If you look back through time, Mike, you go back to uh, right before 9-11, there was a lot of insider trading going on. So that's also a red flag. It's like a lot of people knew what was coming. Oh, yeah. Like I, I still get um, 
think it was you that I was talking with when we were discussing the guy who was the owner and or architect of the Twin Towers That's right. in New York City and how he took out like, a, what was it, a billion dollar but insurance policy. He was on the phone that morning trying yeah. to get that money. And bang. And bang. Bang, bang. Yes, bang, bang, bang. So, Mike, this actually happened uh, Sunday, the three American troops who were killed. But, yes, it was a drone strike in northeast Jordan, by the way, near the Syrian border. God. And then you've got Yemen, which is firing uh, rockets uh, and, and drones at uh, uh, air, American ships in, in that section of the, the uh, Middle East. And again, we're doing nothing about it. Uh, God, it drives me crazy. That's it right. It really does. History is repeating, These people are dying, and we're doing friends. nothing about it. Yeah, you're right. We are making the same mistakes we made yesteryear, I like to say. And, and can uh, I say, can I tell ahead, you Mike. why? I could just, sure. Uh, in my opinion, it is because of this weak establishment. You have a weak president. You have a country, or I should say an administration that is too weak to step up and say, hey, if you're going to fuck with America, we will rain holy hell down on you. But that's not happening. We have a weak establishment. I agree with you. And, you know, Mike, I've always been pretty much anti-partisan, to be honest with you. I've always uh, disliked every political party. Right. However, however, today it's a lot more different, though, I would say. The Democrats, the, the groups, I, I mean, well, not, not entirely. Not entirely. You're right, though, about the Democrat Party. That's changed dramatically. Yeah, it's not exactly the same party I remembered. Uh, growing no. up no no and just even a few yeah. years ago i would say that's right that's right and in fact if you had to ask me i would say the democrat party began to change when obama was president because that's when he started pushing his agenda of how racist white people dividing the country how racist white people are how black people are being oppressed by the police uh going on an apology tour saying oh we're sorry america bombed you you know 45 50 60 70 years ago uh, so he began this division, which in my opinion is a Marxist agenda on how you bring down a country, get them to fight from within, take the country from within. The Democrats have had a hundred years to do this. I agree and with you, but, but you also have to keep in mind that there was other people that allowed him and his administration to come into such power. You're, Obama? Yes, you're only allowed... Oh, I agree. To have that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, we kind of already know they have the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, pretty much backing Obama every step of the yep. way. So yep. you kind of need that sort of assistance. You just don't become big um, organically, like in the entertainment it, it, world. Mike, you, you understand that that concept with music and television. You're only allowed to get a it's certain all way. Politics. There you go, Mike. 100%. All politics. Right. Red tape. Mm -hmm. I mean, look what Obama did with the IRS. He went after the Tea Party, the Republican Tea Party, which was, you know, a group standing against the, the Democrats. And he sent the IRS after them, just like they did to Trump and other various people who they didn't like. But yet they never seemed to do it on their own. They, they I mean, I mean, I guess they do eat their own. But for the most part, you never saw what was happening uh, with other politicians on the right as you were. I'm sorry, with other politicians on the left, as you were seeing with politicians on the right that were being attacked by the IRS, for lack of a better term. Yeah, that's another thing. Using the IRS and other agencies to pretty much do your dirty work. Yeah, bring uh, it down. pretty shady, but yeah, uh, politics has changed quite a bit. And actually, you know what? I take that back. Politics actually hasn't changed. It, it's just evolved and gone yeah. even nastier and dirtier than ever. That's right. They found more loopholes. Yeah, exactly. Years. Yeah. Absolutely. And Mike, I, I, Very beg, sad. I beg to ask the question out loud here. When will things ever be or feel normal again, Mike? That's what I'm, I've been wondering. It's beyond me at this point. That's a very, very good question, Michael. One has, that has crossed my mind multiple times. And as you know, being a supporter of Trump, I want to see this man back in the office. I sincerely feel that he is the only man that can bring us back. And I say this again, I repeat myself. I say this based on the fact that the man was not a politician before he stepped into the, the White House. He was a bit and still is a businessman. He was in there to upset the establishment and overturn the, the deep swamp, as they call it. And a deep swamp it is. 
there are politicians that are corrupt in our government. And I feel that he was the only man that came in with a chip on his shoulder and said, hey, you guys are corrupt and I'm going to straighten this out if I... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Get elected. He did, and it upset most of the people because, let's face it, there was a plan from Obama to Hillary. That was a plan, and it didn't work out for them. So what are they trying to do now? They are trying to put this man away in jail because they know that if he gets elected again, there is going to be a price to pay. And I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm sick and tired of the corruption on the left and the right. I'm sick of it. These, these, these people who make a career out of politics never worked a job in their life like we have. They don't know. They've lost their touch and reality with the people, and they're getting money. And it, I sincerely believe, personally, like President Corpse, is been, has been, he's got his hands in the pockets of China, possibly Russia. Definitely and, the and Ukraine. I the Ukraine. Yeah. And definitely the Ukraine. $160 billion to the Ukraine to save their border, but meanwhile- but not ours, yeah. Not ours, and now they're at war, not at war, but there, there's a lot of tension going down in Texas because Texas is standing up for itself. You know, we had 300,000 immigrants cross the border last month. That many, that's 300, a lot. 300,000. We are now reaching the point of 10 million illegal immigrants in this country. And by the way, Mike, just remember, the area that I drive through every now and then up in the mountains here, crossing uh, like San Diego, going, going, you know, going back up and down, seeing uh, loads of, um, I would have to imagine, illegal immigrants, by the way, just being bussed around. Oh, I'll bet. There's a huge, they all line up um, and they're being escorted out in these huge vans and huge buses, all by border agents, by the way. Not a good thing, Michael. Not a good thing. Well, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know if they're being processed or being placed somewhere, but um, well, well, they're not. I, I don't know I don't what's going on. Being processed. Probably not. Probably not. I certainly don't think that they have any, the government has any qualms about placing all the, most, they're trying to put most of them in red states, okay, Republican states, because they want to turn them blue. So when they put them in the blue states, people bitch and complain, oh, we can't take these, oh, we need government help now, it's going to ruin our city. But don't worry about the, you know, the, the, the several million that Texas had to take. Into anything further here, regards to that matter. Uh, I just wanted to quickly say, ever since the China dust hit American soil, Mike, this place hasn't been quite the same. The China dust? The China dust. COVID. Oh, right. China virus. That's right. Very much, very much like 9-11 in actuality, Mike. I, could, uh, I can easily sum this up and say that is basically the equivalent to an episode of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> what happened with us, with COVID. Mm -hmm. I was just talking about this yesterday with somebody, and I was saying how whether it was leaked or intentional, I, I, I damage was done. The damage was done. The, the, here's the fact, though. What I was saying was that yeah. this is what happens when man plays God. That's right. You you, you fuck with a, a virus that you know is 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 potential for a biological weapon, and and it gets out, and it, now yeah. the whole world is suffered. A, is affected by it. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible, man. But this is what happens when you play God. Well, I don't disagree with you on that one. It's frightening to know that the the possibility of them ever doing something like this could actually happen. You know, and it happens. Right, but I mean, for the future, like if they really wanted to use it for a biological weapon, think about. Do you remember when um, 
who was that Japanese guy who set off the nerve gas in the subway years ago? Was uh, the Chinese guy who did that? Was it Chinese? I thought it. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was a Chinese guy in was Japan. It? I can't remember. I, I think it was I, I re- in Japan. Vaguely remember that incident. Yeah. He was a cult leader who was thinking that there was the end of the world was coming, so they they set off this nerve gas in 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 a in a subway. I don't. I cannot remember if people died or like what happened, but I want to say it was close to 9/11 back in the early part of 2000. But uh, you know, you had situations like that. You had people mailing anthrax to government officials. I mean, oh god, thank God I live where I live because yeah, it was I, a new I, religious I, movement sort of thing. Yeah, cold. I thought so because they've got that elaborate subway system going on, and they set off the like a whole bunch of them went in there with these cans, these these. Uh, you know those compressed cans and yeah. just let them let it out it said five bags filled with a liquid nerve agent oh god imagine yeah it's a the toxin struck victims down in a matter of seconds leaving them choking and vomiting 13 people died and at least 5800 were injured what a world man what a world yikes <sighs> either way that's never good yeah obviously <laughs> That is never a good thing. And uh, as you were saying, will we see action in Texas against the federal government? Yeah, they're talking about a civil war. Can you believe that? Yeah, for those who don't know, there's yet another, yes, another crisis currently ensuing at our southern border. And of course, oh. Governor Abbott not not, uh, not budging over the demands. Not, and and, <laughs> not and rightfully so. And, and, yeah. and there are 30 other Republicans, dem, uh, Republican state governors who are backing him. Uh, in fact, they're even sending down their uh, Coast Guard um, military to help him because what the what the White House was saying that if they have to, they'll change the Coast Guard uh, militants into federal agents and then they'll work for the president. Um, but this is a big deal. And I 100 percent wholeheartedly support Governor Abbott for this because Texas and the Texans who are civilians and, and, and legal citizens in Texas are effing pissed off at this point. And it's exactly for the reason I just told you about. They want to turn these red states purple by letting all these, these um, illegal immigrants into the country. They're thinking that they're going to get them to vote Democrat. Now think about it, Michael. Even if out of 10 million of these, even if 5 million voted Democrat, that's still a a huge percentage. And the, just the fact that they would let them vote is an insult to Americans. When, when Trump was in, in, in office and they kept they – uh, there were certain states talking about sanctuary cities, Gavin Newsom stepped up and said, oh, we're not going to – we're going to let people in. We don't care. We're going to let them in. They did that. What, who else did that? Uh, another, Democrat, um, another Democrat state did the same thing, and they, were, they defied Trump. They're like, no, we're, we're going to let them in. Trump kept saying, no, you can't let these illegal immigrants in. And, and California's governor, Gavin Newsom, was saying, oh, no, no, we're going to let them in. It's OK. Well, we don't care. Will so, America survive uh, the current border war, Mike? It's funny you bring that up. Uh, up. I just read a story. What was it two days ago? The next war will be with Mexico, the Mexican cartel. That's what I, I read. I mean, I don't know if it would be a conventional war, but. You know as well as I do that the cartel in Mexico is armed to the fucking teeth. Well, yeah. It's and a they, lot and, of and, ex-military folks there. Yep. And the police and the military cannot combat them, which blows my mind. It really does. This goes to show you how weak Mexican and corrupt the Mexican government and military is. However, I heard that the next conflict in America will be at the southern border with the cartel. Well, we'll find out what happens. Mm. You, you get, we'll definitely find out what happens there. And uh, migrants can now simply go to an airport, by the way, Mike, and jump on a flight without any proper ID. What the fuck is with that, man? You have to use – you and I would have to use an ID. That's right. Okay? To buy – Anything. To get a license, get into a club, to get into any government uh, facility – if we were closer to the ages of 21, we'd have to buy it, use it to buy liquor. Meanwhile, California, at least I know one state, California is giving out driver's license to illegal immigrants. Yeah. They're allowing them to vote when the time comes. That, that is a direct uh, – what would the word be? Uh, 
conflict with American law. You are supposed to be a prisoners can't even vote. How are illegal immigrants voting? And it's this, not something this, I made up, by the way. You know, you could you could go to the airport oh no. and uh, see that out here in California, by the way. Yep, I know. I believe you a hundred percent. Yeah, it's pretty. I, it's I can, pretty radical. I've never you, thought I'd see that did, here. Did you read about how they they were? And I don't know how true this is or how true it's going to be. But did you hear them talking about wanting to make certain illegal immigrants that have crossed over into police? No. Give them a gun. <laughs> Where'd you read that? I can't remember exactly, but I saw it a couple of different times online that they're, that they're a consideration. Again, I don't know how true it is. I don't know how accurate it is if it's actually going to happen. Or yeah, not, that or sounds a little, a, yeah, that sounds idea. a little far-fetched, Mike. Oh, don't get, don't think anything's far-fetched, Michael. Look what we're talking about. Nothing is far-fetched anymore with, well, this, not with anymore. this administration. Yeah, not anymore. But... <laughs> not with this administration. Yeah, so uh, basically they're saying, here, have this uniform and uh, you take over. Yeah, 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 get wow. take over, get. Don't worry about it. Well, uh, that remains to be seen, but we'll slew, we'll, we'll surely find out. I'm sure. Oh God, what what a world, what a world. Yeah, but you know, again, these issues have always existed, but today we're witnessing sort of like an evolution of things, like uh, kind of like human trafficking. You know, that's always existed. Yet, um, now we're starting to see it, uh, see it magnified. Yeah. And that all, that's, you know, that's always going to intensify everything under a, a magnifying glass. And uh, thanks to the Internet for making this place uh, a better place, but also making it much worse, Mike. Ugh. Thanks to the oh, Internet. Okay. I mean, I think the Internet ruined America and the world, for that matter. I, I, I stand by. Do you agree, you. disagree? I stand by you on that comment. I do. It's a scary thing, right? It certainly is. My, my, my. And of course, don't forget thousands of uh, children went missing, Mike. They did. Oh, about, with the kids. You're right. Yeah, right, about yeah. 85,000 went missing. Yep. And these were all kids under the watch of the Border Patrol and other federal agents, yeah. by the way. And how quickly everyone forgot about that one. And, uh, how uh, many? 80,000? 85,000. And this was first reported back in April, by the way. I mean, what the fuck, man? Everyone. What uh, the Everyone quickly forgot, and you know, they wanted the FBI, of all people, the FBI, <laughs> to uh, conduct yeah. um, an investigation. And, yeah, uh, they couldn't even find who the, who the yeah. cop belonged to in the White House. Yeah. Exactly. So they're incompetent. I mean, they don't really care, I would say. And they're probably the ones responsible for some of it. Uh, but <laughs> I, could give, well, I could give you an example of a lot of that. But you see, Mike, some of these people working in uniform also are responsible for human trafficking there are also corporate-sponsored human and sex trafficking that also occurs. It's one of those uh, things, Mike, that are so taboo and entirely batshit crazy, most won't ever believe it. There was a case, actually. Long ago, there was a, a cult called the Finders. The Finders. The Finders cult. Why do I know that name? I read about this you recently. You probably Michael. read about that. Yeah, it was uh, all part of the whole satanic panic sort of thing at the time. Yes, 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 yes. I remember now. I read a book about um, by a guy named Gavin Badley called Satanic. Oh, frig. Um, uh, all right, I know what you're talking about. The Finders. Yes, that was a satanic uh, cult that would abduct young kids. That's right. Yeah, I, I remember it now. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's okay. I, I just was wondering if you had heard about it. But yeah, it's a, it was a cult, and they were like brainwashing people, well, kids primarily, at a warehouse. And, you know, they um, were caught, two people were caught, by the way, in a van with like six kids, by the way. Wow. You know, they were like in their 20s, and you would have to wonder, you know, what on earth are they, are they doing with the, these six kids that aren't theirs? And what happened? Well, swept everything under the rug. No shit. Because it was some sort of an internal affair. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yes, it was a CIA of... internal matter, they said. That's what the police, the police investigation of the finders was ultimately dropped. Because, yeah, a CIA internal matter, they were saying. The police said that? That's right. Police. The police. <laughs> So the wow. CIA, of course, has maintained their innocence, of course, uh, claiming no way were we ever involved. But, oh, of course not. Yeah. So, you know, there, yeah. there's no, like, smoking gun per se. But I mean, Mike, I don't think there's ever going to be a smoking gun per se to any of these people because they're all involved. Right, right, right. 
just just like with the whole um the jfk uh, with all the oh my god that and i mean it finally came out now but uh, what uh, uh 60 years too late um more than that actually 40 no 60 years yeah um what the hell else was i gonna just say l- l- look at when when trump was running they were spying on him uh, they created the whole Russia collusion thing. Uh, Hillary Clinton bought the dossier from Russia. Um, there was the situation with um, when they were uh, – uh, what else were they doing to Trump? I can't remember off the top of my head. But ultimately, yeah, ultimately, yeah you've got these organizations that are – they have no rules for themselves per se. And if it's on an inside job, the upper elites are not going to – they're not going to – what are they going to do? Put themselves in jail? Oh, yeah. I, was, I was bad. I'm going to turn myself in. No. They're not going to jeopardize me, who, their ass. You know the old, you know? Exactly. You know the old saying, who's watching the watchers? Right. Case in point. And I'm glad you brought up those examples of uh, corruption there, Mike. And our government has a track record of doing that. They always have. Mm-hmm. But people right. choose and pick what to believe and what not to. And, you know, you listen to a lot of uh, conservative radio. And at the time, you know, everybody was up in arms about going to war in Iraq after 9-11. And look how that turned out. You know, we were we were lied to. Yes. Yes. You know, it's interesting that you bring this up right now. Today, earlier, I, I've been doing some uh, house cleaning, winter house cleaning, and I'm going through a bunch of old photographs and stuff. And I came across the newspapers that I collected from 9-11, uh, New York Post, The Village Voice, um, a couple other ones. I can't remember what they were. You know, front pages, you know, war declared kind of stuff. Yeah. I just saved them for nostalgic purposes. And there's one that says bin Laden uh, admits to attack. Um, so it's just interesting that you bring all this up, you know, that we're talking about. I was just looking at these things today. Did you ever read the 9 11 com- uh, uh, commission? Is that what it's called? The 9 11 commission? The commission report? Yeah. Well, it's I, I've read it, but I, I don't believe any of it. I read a portion of it, like broken down, almost like a Cliff Notes style write-up in a special magazine release from, I think, Time uh, years ago. And it was about maybe 60 pages long, maybe maybe longer, a magazine, you know. Um, but I read it, and I the things I read were quite amazing. I was astonished. But do you know that when Trump was in office, if he had if he had won another term, he was going to reopen the files on 9-11. Did you know that? Who was? Trump. Well, see, that's the thing. I hear a lot of these uh, promises, by the way. Just remember he, all he, the just remember the people he chose to pardon as well, Mike. You know, he didn't want to pardon Edward Snowden or Julian Assange, you know, none of the uh, whistleblower type people. He allowed rappers to be pardoned. That's just wrong. <laughs> That's just, how are you going to defend that, Mike? Rapp, rappers are not innocent. <laughs> yeah, so uh, defend that one, Mike. Hey, look, man, I'll be the first to admit, I've told you a hundred times, brother, not everything he said or did I was in agreement with. I looked at it from a perspective of what is good for the country. I'll give you a perfect example. The rappers aren't good you. for the country, by the way, <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> no, just for the not. record. Um, that was a bad choice. Yeah. My thing was. But no, I understand, Mike. I, I like, understand. Like, if I may just give you an example. He had reopened the ability for hunters to shoot big game in Africa. Zebras, elephants, water buffaloes, lions, rhinos, giraffe. I'm against that 100%. This is not an animal that you use to butcher. These are animals that they gut and, and stuff. And I am 100% against game hunting. But he, he allowed that to be open again. And I was very, very disappointed about that. Nevertheless, nevertheless, and I say this all the time, when you vote for somebody, you're not going to get everything you want. You're just not. Right. That's why when these That's people, kind of life, though, you know. Exactly. That's why when these, these woke people bitch and moan and cry and scream and, and lay on the ground and, and have a tantrum about, oh, he tweeted this horrible thing about something and he called he called Mexicans all rapists and thieves and murderers. And, oh my God. You know, like, just get a grip. You know, get a grip. These people are, are, are they, they bring things to the next level. You're never going to get everything you want in somebody that you elect. 
never. Right. And a lot of people believe that sort of notion. You know, if you're not exactly all on board with a certain candidate, then, you know, then you're kind of deemed unworthy in their in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like with me. You know, I, I I'm not. I'm certainly not left anymore. There's different kind of voters is what uh, essentially we are breaking things down to here. You know, there's different people that vote for different reasons and uh, different issues. Of course. So it's a, it's a much more complex than what we're making it out to be here. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to simplify it, but there's various different kind of, of voters out there and different people that belong to different groups and so forth and so forth. But I'm always someone on the outside looking in, Mike. You have to in life at times, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I was going to say before, like, you know, I'm, I'm neither left or right these days, but right. I, I see things in a perspective that I feel the left has gone absolutely bonker shit and they, they're, they're out of control. So I yeah, can't as a former way. Democrat, you, you know more than anyone else. Right. Uh, as I've told you, brother, yeah. I was there for 30 years. Right. 30 plus years. I was a Democrat. PC liberal. Very and, PC, yeah. Yeah, I, and and I, I I could never ever support them now because I think they're they're absolutely batshit with this socialism and elimination of oil and and I mean don't get me wrong, I, if we can find a better uh, uh fuel source, hey bro, I'm all for it. But you can't tell me that in 10 years, I got to be driving an electric car. You can't tell me that you're going to take my gas uh, stove away. You can't tell me that you want to get rid of all cows because they fart too much. Right? Right. So, as long as we have a drag queens dancing around and ah! pulling <laughs> aborted fetuses out of their bodies and swinging that's it around. Okay. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. What's the big that's deal? Right. Yeah. Hey, what's the big deal? Can you believe that? I can believe it. I, I don't understand and that, what's and going on. And that's another thing. It's pretty that's wild. another thing, Michael. Even though I support more of the 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 right than yeah. I do left, I'm still all for abortion. That's but true. I'm not. I'm not for abortion after the third trimester. In fact, I'm not for abortion after you've had the fucking baby. That's true. You know, you you want to get an abortion? In my opinion, get an abortion in the very first part of the pregnancy. That, in my opinion, and we've had this discussion before. In my opinion, that is when, in my opinion, that is when the the fetus slash embryo is not at a point in time where it's functioning like a, 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 a like a human being, like we are. I think it's better to to, to oh, people are going to hate me for this. I think it's better to eliminate a fetus embryo for an you know through an abortion at a very early age because I don't think the mind is developed enough to remember anything. Do you love abortions, Mike? I do not love abortions. I feel sorry for kids that get aborted. But at the same time, look at where we are in the world. Eight billion people worldwide. Have you performed an abortion? Oh, just last night, dude. There you go. They taste great. There you go. <laughs> I'm kidding, folks. I might be a He's Satanist, not joking. but I don't He's... eat babies. He's not eating any children, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nothing like that. You always want to get me in trouble, don't you, you bastard? I try. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, I'm not sure if you knew this, but, you know, Trent Reznor, before he was Trent Reznor, you know, he played in a band back in 1988 called Slam Bamboo. He was playing no, the keyboard. Didn't. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah, there's a video of that. Get the heck out of here. Yeah, there is. And was that in addition to him playing a Nin, Nine Inch Nails? Well, I think this was pre Nine Inch Nails, actually, with Slam Bamboo. Okay, because I did see him. I I saw Nine Inch Nails play at the very club that I played for the first time in my life in Newark, New Jersey, called the Pipeline, and there were like ten people in the audience, and, and I actually walked out. What year was that? I I think it was eighty eight or eighty nine. Well, this must have been eighty nine, because in eighty eight he was still with a Slam Bamboo playing keyboards, unless he started another band. But you're probably right, uh, Mike. I I wanted you to hear. Slam Bamboo, oh by the way. Let's do it. It's about bro. two minutes. I, I wanted you to hear uh, Trent Reznor playing the keyboard and the kind of music you would not have suspected. Okay. Waking up. 
to you. you. You should watch the video, Mike. It's pretty crazy. the audio was only coming out one side there but it must be this video i'm gonna puke that was uh trent reznor there mike and it there is video to this by the way so you can actually see him hopping around on the keyboard jamming out yeah okay good for him can you i, I don't know what he was doing in there but that's a slam <laughs> bamboo mike all right not interesting can you even imagine? He, and he stands out, by the way, because he's wearing all black at the time and everyone's wearing like a nice uh, shiny suit and he's just wearing like a black jacket, black pants, black everything. Wow. You're going to have nightmares of this song now, Mike. Yeah, that's not him singing, is it? No, no. Good Lord, Mike. Yeah, I never, I was never really into Nine Inch Nails. I had their first album, and I, I just was not into it. You what? You actually walked out. <laughs> I saw them play for the first time yeah. in New Jersey at the very club that I started my career out when I played my first show, and it was called the Pipeline in the Newark, Pipeline. New Jersey. Okay. Yes, and and I and I, you know what? Now that I think of it, it might have been 1990. Might have been 1990. In any event, um. Yeah, now that I think about it, it was 1990 because I, I had just, I was still with my first band, my first lineup. But anyway, Nine Inch Nails was scheduled to play. Uh, it was a big deal. They were coming coming down from Chicago. And um, so, you know, they set up, they had this great setup, really loud speakers. They, and they had, if when you were at the pipeline, if you were looking at the stage to the left of it was an area that was open. They had all the amplifiers there and the, 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 uh, the, the, uh, all, all the shit that goes along with the PA, and I'll tell you, this was like a, this was like a fifty thousand dollar PA system. It was top notch, one of the best clubs we had played at. Oh wow! Yeah, it, they, nice. the, okay. the guy, the guy who owned it really put yeah. a lot of money into the sound system in the worst fucking area in New in mm. York. So um, I go to the show, and Nine Inch Nails comes out and they do their thing, and I'm standing up front. Now, mind you, at that point in time, I became I began to become I became you came. I'm trying to word <laughs> properly. I'm the worst speaker. I tried to be as critical of other musicians. I, I, I shouldn't say I tried to be. I became more critical of other musicians, and I would watch them and make sure I knew, you know, is he playing that note right? Is he making a mistake? Is the drummer doing this? Is the singer doing this? And I used to watch them, like, just meticulously. And I noticed during that show, the musicians were not playing their instruments. And if I had to, if I had to say so on a bet, I'd almost want to say Trent wasn't singing. Oh, he was lip syncing. He would. Are you serious? Well, I cannot prove it. You know, I'm glad you. I, I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm. I'm strangely glad that you brought this subject up. I was going to ask you about something in regards to this, but continue. A long story short, I basically watched the guitar player. Yeah. And I and, and they had one of those electronic drum kits, those uh, V kits. Right. So you can play that without it actually giving a signal to the to the uh, the sound system. So he could have been faking it too, but playing along. Like you it's know, on got, a loop, yeah. Right. Well, if you got the headphones on and you're either playing to a click track or a DAT machine, you could play. As, you know, provided you're a good enough drummer, you can play to what's being played on the amplifiers on the on the PA. But when I watched Trent sing and when I watched the guitar player play his guitar, I I sincerely felt Oy vey. they were not playing the real thing. Damn. Yeah. I, I walked out. I was like, this is bullshit. I'm not paying $20 for this shit. I turned around and walked out. Wow. And as, and as I said, there were about yeah. between 10, 10 and 20 people in the audience. And I was right up front. In fact, I saw a video one time of them 
it, it might even be online. Right. And uh, there's you can see me standing right up front with my hat on. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> there's so there's video of you out there. I think so. If it's still online. <laughs> Love if that. It's still online. And I walked out. I was like, "This is a ripoff." You said, "No way, Jose." I said, "No way, Trent Jose." Trent Jose, you Hispanic. <laughs> Jose Resner. <laughs> yeah, Jose Resner. Actually, I uh, ran into a relative of his a couple of months ago. Uh, this this woman, Cousin Resner. It, it it well, let's just say <laughs> she looked like a Trent in a wig. Oh, okay. it looked really weird. All right, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to be polite here. I'm not going to be mean or anything. This was a very nice person, but all I could think about was. Wow, you look like a Trent in a wig. Ooh. This is a little weird. Wow. Yeah. But uh, moving along here, I was going <laughs> to quickly ask you, Mike, you know, in regards to that, there were, I think it might have been in some uh, music website, some article, and they were talking about the band Motley Crue and how they played with a backing um, track. Some yes, of the, some I, of I heard about this recently. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to quickly ask you, though, how do you feel about that as a, as a musician? Because, you know, some people, they need that backing track in case there's a missing element there, like a missing uh, keyboard player, piano right. player, uh, strings, uh, stringed instruments. That's right. A symphony. So what exactly do you make of uh, musicians who do that? Do you think they're ripping off the audience to uh, some degree? That's a very good question. Uh, you know. When I was doing, you know, especially when I first started getting into performing and writing and playing music, I had a real hard time with um, anything that wasn't played live. Like, mm, yeah. Now, for you know, for example, when I did recordings of my music, I always put in like maybe some keyboards or maybe some loop samples of you know, I don't know, maybe a person saying something, or I don't know, chimes. Uh, Mostly keyboards. I used yeah. to always write, ex put in extra keyboards. Point is, very when goth we played it, yeah, I know, right? Very um, goth of you, Mike. <laughs> uh, so anyway, long story short, I, I, when we would play them live, obviously those parts weren't played, or they were played with guitar, since I had two guitar players. I'd have one play the lead and one play the rhythm, two different rhythms or something. So I became very critical of people who were adding music. Like I knew a band... Uh, this band called Sunshine Blind, who I love them. They're great people. I knew, in fact, Charlie played in, in Empire Hideous as a fill-in guitarist a couple of times. But his band, Sunshine Blind, they only had, um, eventually it was just two guitars, and I think that's it. They might have a bass player, but they got rid of a drummer. So their drummer was a drum machine. And eventually when they got rid of the, dr of the bass player, the bass was also programmed, and then any other keyboards or backing. So I really didn't like that. No offense to the band. I love the people. I just, I couldn't do it. And they, and I had all bands back then be, because I was having so many trouble, so many troubles with, or I should say problems with losing drummers. So I'd have musicians from other bands that I knew tell me, why don't you just go with a drum machine? I couldn't do it. I need the live intensity of analog drums I hear to make you. me, to make me feel the intensity and the passion that I get when I play a live show. So in other words, you wouldn't do a set with like a drummer that's using an electronic drum uh, set. Well, I have. Or you have. How did that work out though? I've, I've I always didn't, been I didn't curious. Like it. I didn't like it because there's nothing like an acoustic drum set. Nothing. Um, you cannot compare it. Uh, it, it. It's, it's you know, electronic is, everything's controlled. Right, yeah. The only thing controlled on a drum is the tuning and the reverberation that it creates once it's so, hit. Yeah, so I would imagine it's not the same as as it as it would be if uh, you're in a small stage or anywhere really and you're not really feeling the drums as you would if it was a real drum set. And I played on stage and I played you know, with a real band, so I know exactly what that's like to actually have the drummer right there. Yeah, it's, it, it makes is such different. a difference. Yeah, I would right? imagine. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't, uh, I could never do it that way. Uh, and as far as having other samples in like keyboards or strings or horns, I think in my personal opinion, I think it's good 
to have like if you're going to do a show like that it should be yeah. indicated listen tonight uh we're going to you we're maybe in a brochure in a pamphlet i don't know a playbill which says even though the band is performing live they are using some background samples or loops so that right. they can add to their show now you know who was a person who was really against that who gene simmons and gene, kiss i had a feeling you were going to say kiss kiss and when they did their tour yeah. um oh my god it had to be like 15 years ago they were talking about going on tour again a world tour that was going to take like a year to do and he was talking about oh gene was saying you know we don't do any sort of uh, samples or not, you know, everything is live. We play live. But then on this last final tour that Kiss just did, their their farewell farewell tour, it was it was proclaimed that they were using backup vocals for Paul Stanley because he can't hit the notes anymore. I think he's in his seventies at this point. Um, I don't like just, that kind of talk. I don't like that kind of music. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> So yeah, then, yeah, so that that was a big like slap in the face because you, you know just a decade ago, Gene Simmons yeah. was saying we don't do that, and now here they are doing it. And now you're saying Motley Crue did the same thing. That's right. Yeah. And how do you how do you feel about it? Well, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's a unnecessary evil at times. Yeah. And a necessary evil at times. So I'm um, I'm on the fence is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes you're not going to have all these stringed instruments and you're not going to have these sort of elements. But if you have the main ones, I think you're all right. But yeah. if you want to give someone, you know, because most people, Mike, and you know this quite well, the casuals out there, those that aren't exactly into music, but, you know, they're into music, but they're not really into music. You know, they, they're not performing. They're not actually writing music or actually taking the time to learn an instrument.